All right, welcome to another edition of Capes. No Capes. The show all about the CW superhero shows that you know and you love so much. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, this is the most exciting week of all. This is the week that the entire season has been building up oh, to. Oh, it's so exciting. It's, it's it, so exciting. It's crossover week. It's so exciting and it's so nerve-wracking, too, because there's only three episodes. I know. I, how, do, how do we do this? Are we just building towards something bigger at the end of the season? I mean, I you know. can't contain this. I don't know. Uh, my name is Cody Stark. I'm uh, one of the hosts and weather guys for uh, the, the Good Day Sacramento. And you are? Ben Schwartz over at Empire's Comics Vault here in Sacramento, California. Our other partner in crime, uh, Tessa, who's normally here. We miss you, Tessa. She is up in the North Pole. She's talking to Santa right now. She's working on a special project, so she couldn't be here today. I mean, this is for the children, right? <laughs> yes. So, so it's completely acceptable. Uh, exactly. If it happens again, though. For the kids. Yes. It's for the kids. She's a giver. <laughs> we start every episode off with a little bit of news. Uh, this is interesting. So if you watched uh, the latest episode of of uh, Gar uh, no, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy. <laughs> Legends if of Tomorrow, only. at the very end of it, a big time snafu has happened. Craziness. Now, there's a chance... We know that there's going to be puppets involved in the next episode. Yes. Okay. We know that there's going to be There's a chance that Bebo might return. The that return would, of Bebo. That would be wonderful. And you all, of course, saw the end of last season, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I hope With you did. If you, if you haven't, go back and watch that episode. It was so great. Okay, so here's a couple different places are piecing together some information. But apparently TV Guide had done an interview with Brandon Routh, okay? And he said... Uh, he says uh, th there's going to be some havoc on the timeline because of what Constantine did. Okay, so some faces from the past will show up. He said not mystical creatures necessarily, but some of the creatures from the past come back and make an appearance in that episode, and we get to be crazy in different versions of ourselves, which is always fun. Okay, now piece that together with what executive producer Phil Kilmer said at Comic Con, and he said that Bebo would be returning. At some point during the season. So we're thinking. So I'm thinking Bebo might be in the next this episode. episode. Yes. I'm just saying. I'm just Don't get too excited. If yeah. it doesn't happen. It may not happen. Uh, another piece of news. Uh, EW talked with Fa Flash executive producer showrunner Todd Helbig. Helbing, and he said, um, they asked him if there was any like uh, people from the past that they wanted to have on the 100th episode that they couldn't arrange with. And he said, yeah, there was a couple because there was lots of flashbacks. I mean, it was, it was an amazing episode. But they wanted to have the guy that played Eddie Thawne, Rick Cosnett, in it. But he had scheduling conflicts. And the other person they wanted to have was Tom Felton back. He was too, he was too busy. And then Patty Spivett, Chantel Van Senten, uh, they said it would have been great, but they, they couldn't get it all worked out in time. Yeah, there's so many people so that many they people. could have brought in. And good for them. That means they're working steadily. It's well, got to yeah. be hard in Hollywood. Exactly, exactly. And then one last piece of information for you. Uh, Supergirl has cast Major Crimes alum uh, Jessica Mraz as Pamela Ferrier Menagerie. She'll be they, Menagerie. God, they just keep pulling them out. This is so wonderful. that You know, they've got close to, I mean, what, 90 years worth of people to pull out. This is wonderful. Yeah, and interesting enough, uh, as you remember, Action Comics number 775, mm -hmm. Menagerie was recruited by Manchester Black for his elite, uh, for his group. The and elite, then, uh, yes. Yeah, for the elite. So I wonder if Manchester Black and her are going to hook up again. Oh, there's no way he's gone. Yeah. There is absolutely no way that man is not uh, coming back. Okay, so that's enough for news.
That's all right. News. Okay. There's a lot to talk about There's this week because all I want to talk about is the crossover event, but there were so many big events that happened in each one. Which which I was kind of surprised about was like how good the episodes leading up to the crossovers were because I thought they would do some bottle episodes and they would, you know, they kind of coast a little bit because they're taking all their cash, all their time to do the crossovers. But no. They, I mean, there was some great television this week. There, there was. And I don't think they can coast. The mid-season break is coming soon. They yeah. have a lot to wrap up. They have a lot to wrap up. Uh, so normally we do superheroes of the week. But we'll hold off on that because okay. I believe that's probably going to go into Elseworlds. I'm, I'm seeing your I, face. Yeah, I, I think we have the same one. On yeah, this. I think so. Uh, so let's do So Bad They're Good. Who was the, the baddie that you enjoyed the most this week? So the baddie, hands down, mm. was in the crossover when we see Ollie as the Flash running to Ivo, the corporation Ivo. Yeah. And immediately I was like, this can't be. There's no way this is going to be him. And of course, it was Amazo, who is the robot who can duplicate people's powers. He all he has to do is experience them, see them, use them, and he can pull them into himself. So, what better place than the crossover to have this particular baddie come up? Because we've got everybody. You had Superman, you had Supergirl, you had Flash, yeah, Arrow. Yeah. Uh, just watching him absorb them, watching him use them. He used Caitlin's powers. He had Vibes powers. It was so well done. It was so great. So, so perfect. It was so great. And it really was. Uh, it was a great use of that that robot-y character and everything. I thought that was awesome because he really had, he, there was no nothing personal in it. He was just no. a robot doing his thing. He you was. Know, and just moving on. And the, the way they came together as a team, even though he had all of their individual powers, them coming together as a team to use those powers against him to make sure they could defeat him was really, really well. That done. was great. And uh, unfortunately, you're completely wrong, Ben. I'm sorry. You're yet again, wrong. yet again. The the bad, bad, so bad that they were good baddie of the week was Mike the Spike. The oh, little yeah. tiny creepy doll in Legends. It was so funny. And uh, the way they introduced him and everything, he snuck up on Ray and because uh, Ray Poor was Ray. holding his doll <laughs> and he was shaking. He was like, what can I do to stop you? And he goes, wrong doll, Richard, Rich, Wrong yes, doll, Rich. Richard. <laughs> I think I rewound that four times. I was it, laughing so hard. It was the so timing well done. of it, and then we find out that it was voiced by Pee Wee Herman himself, Paul Rubens. Yes, which made it even better. It, it did make it better. That yeah. was that was pretty darn, darn cool. And then Mike the Spike ends up going into a puppet at the end of the episode. The the first doll was creepier. Yeah, the, the first, first doll, doll was, was much creepier. But I love how um, Lance. After they burned him and destroyed him, she, she takes him back to the ship yeah. and she's tying this burnt doll down. And Ava's like, "What are you doing?" She goes, "If there's one thing I've learned from movies, the doll always comes back." <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, and he did hilarious. And it ended up being uh, that episode of Legends. Not only was it super funny because of the crazy doll thing and the Pee Wee Herman voicing over the creepy doll and the jokes they were making about it, but the, it was also a very touching episode. Because Constantine and his former yeah. bur boyfriend, and then we went through the whole history of that. It was just a fantastic episode. And then it screwed up everything at the end of it. Yes. Everything at the end of it. So the timeline's all messed up. They were frozen in time. And now we're going to get, like, puppets. And we're going to get just, just zaniness out the wazoo Ooh, for Legends. Which, if this show is saying it's going to be zany actually says something. Yeah, because exactly. every episode is zany. And the, the interaction between Rory and Ava. Oh yeah, that was wonderful with that them coming to you know getting their differences mm -hmm. out. Uh, it, it it was a good episode. It would have been probably my favorite episode of the week. 
like it would have been a favorite episode of the week if it weren't for the 100th episode of The Flash, which was unbelievable. But unfortunately, there was a little thing called Elseworlds that came out afterwards, and I yes. think that took the top notch for me. The Elseworlds, it, the first it, episode crossover. Was no great. offense to the other shows, but by the time when we watched that last night, it just blew the rest of them away. Like it, I'm so excited to see what's coming tonight and tomorrow night. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Okay, so let's get into it. So, are we agreement that the best episode of the, the week was Elseworlds? Most definitely. Okay, okay. Most definitely. And it should be. All right, so let's get into it. Elseworlds Part One. Uh, we, we start. And uh, and uh, Barry uh, and Oliver have swapped skills and who they are, and it's confusing everybody. They're the only two that know that's going on. So we wake up, and we've got Oliver Queen. It starts with him, and he wakes up as Barry in bed, and he's... <laughs> And he's like, uh, where am I? What's going on here? What's 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 happening? I, I was a little confused by his reaction with Iris when Iris came out and started like, kissing him. Uh, and he's like, oh, my God, what if Barry finds out? That That's all you had to think about? He was like, well, all right, this might be okay. <laughs> that whole bit where they were trying to figure out what was going on and try to talk to each other. And then when they finally got together and they were comparing or learning their their new skills and stuff yeah. as the other person's skills was absolutely fantastic. I thought that the way that they uh, they nailed that was so great. It was, and it, there was a lot of the role reversal. Yeah, like with Flash setting up the arrows to. I'm sorry, uh, I guess he was Arrow. Barry is Arrow setting up the arrows to to hit Ollie while he's running, and he was just so excited to finally shoot him with arrows. Yeah, he's, I've been waiting four years to yeah. do this. It was so great. And then Ollie got mad because he wasn't taking it seriously. Yeah. If you're going to be the arrow, you got to have some problems. You got to be serious. You can't be jokey jokey, which I thought was kind of interesting. Well, I mean, Ollie shot him with arrows to teach him. Yeah. Barry did it for revenge. For revenge. <laughs> and for the the, the lols, the laugh out louds. Which, which there were plenty in this episode. Uh, I, and I think Ollie kind of took it for me. I liked Barry as arrow, but Ollie playing Flash... Uh, like when he finishes his breakfast or breakfast with Iris, the first thing he says is, "Oh Barry, what did you do now?" <laughs> like he assumes it has to be Barry messing with the time stream. <laughs> that was a great. That, that was legitimate. That that was absolutely perfect. And then when he ran for the first time, he was like, "Well, yes. this is a rush." Yes. And it was kind of fun to see Ollie having a good time at the beginning, because if you've got the Flash's powers, it would be. An absolute, yeah. It would be so much fun to be able to run that oh. fast, man. It would be great. Uh, I thought that that was, that was fantastic. So they've awoken. Nobody believed them at first that they were who they thought they were. Uh, everybody pushed back, which was kind of funny because out of all the things that have happened, all the crazy things that happened on both these shows, that yeah. the, the team wouldn't believe them. Well, especially when they had the two of them together. Mm -hmm. and, and then they, instead of like trying to work it out, they infected them with nanites. And put him in Flash's what he what did Ollie call it a secret prison? Secret and he's prison, like, it's not yeah. a secret prison. No, no, it's it's just a little room that yeah. we put bad guys in. And and we also learned that there is a bathroom in that secret prison <laughs> below. Before, Do below the bad Starbucks. guys know that when they're in there? I don't know. I, we've never seen I, it. Yeah, before. no, I don't think so. But I thought that was a great moment too. But eventually, uh, Team Arrow says, "Oh wait, wait, we believe you. We believe yes. that this is going on." But they uh, they go and they go get Supergirl's help because they figure out that well maybe in this world uh, it's not messed up. So they went and they said well in this world it's messed up and maybe not in all uh, all worlds. Yeah. So they went to go enlist the help of Supergirl. 
Who happened to be hanging out with Superman. With Superman. And Lois Lane. Which, which was great. Yes. And they were using the Smallville house. And the music. And the music. Yeah. Oh God, when that cut in, I honestly thought we were going to get a cameo. I was like, are we going to, are we going to get this? And then I was like, oh no, this is still fun. But I've had that song stuck in my head for at least 14 hours now. That's great. That is so great. (laughs) Yeah. It it immediately conjures those images Mm -hmm. of of the, of the old show and of Smallville. And uh, it was a really nice placement. It really was. And I thought that that was a nice little high five to everybody that watched Smallville over the years. Because it really, I mean, that that's what launched all this stuff. Yeah, you know, without it, Smallville, I doubt we would have gotten to this point. And, and off track just a little bit, mm-hmm. back to uh, Flash, who was mucking with the timeline again, uh, they had the Back to the Future music. Oh, that's with right. him and Nora running, and yes. that was another beautiful moment that oh. uh, that was well placed and well so done. So good, so good. So uh, so now we're we've got Superman, we've got Super Supergirl, uh, there on the thing. We got Lois Lane, so that was fantastic. And then all of a sudden, uh, Vibe shows up and says, "Okay, we do believe you. We do believe you." So they come back. Now what happens? Now what goes? So yeah, now they're there, and of course the Amazo's going crazy. They're, they that's when they they pull everybody together, and we get our God. Is this the biggest group of heroes we've seen in one spot on these? I don't know. Well, the first crossover we did have everybody together there. I guess we did. It's just been a while, so it's it feels been a while. like. Uh, that so so yeah this is where we all like they have to come together learn to use their powers together learn how to figure out Amazo and of course topping it off with Barry putting the arrow in the eye of Amazo um, he used all these catchphrases you failed this yes that, God that was so good it was so drawn out it was oh. so melodramatic and you could almost see the smile on Barry's face as he was saying it oh that was so good it was it was so good. Uh, so tell me about Amazo. Where where does that where's that character like in the comic book? So Amazo is, has gone through many iterations, but this is your basic Amazo. I mean, he is a android created by Doctor Ivo, who is uh, ultimately a nemesis of Shazam and, of course, the Justice League. Mm. And he he is exactly what you see. He is a weapon of mass destruction. He uses and of course his what his he stands for magically lines up to spell out Amazo. Um, <laughs> but he, he is there to hold the Justice League. And we're talking the big members like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. So so that's why it was so fantastic to see him on screen, to see him doing this. And God, he's been around forever. I think he came out in the early 60s. Oh, really? Yeah, they're, they're, they pulled a couple this uh, this season too because the the Monitor stuff, which we got a little bit at the beginning, mm-hmm. a little bit at the end. And he, he finds that, uh, I don't want to call him a crackpot, but the people in the room were looking at him like he was a crackpot psychiatrist um, oh, yeah, yeah. and and gives him the book and tells him hey here's the book create a universe go wild do what you want the name of the gentleman is not the same as the comic but this has to be psycho pirate oh I yeah, mean, with, yeah. without a doubt it, that's not his name in the comic book but i mean it clearly has to be because in the first crisis psycho pirate was used to control barry to the monitor's ends, right, right. and he was promised a world of his own, uh, which ultimately, of course, never happened. Uh, she can't trust the monitor, but this has to be that that kind of progression. Uh, that was very interesting, by the way, because like if somebody handed me a book and said, "Create a world of your own," Tahoe would be made of Froyo. 
I'm telling you, right <laughs> it would be made of Froyo. That would be an extremely interesting world to live in. That would be the first thing I would do. I would be like, all right. Cream soda shores in San Diego. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, I'm, oh. I'm telling you, everything would be edible. It would be great. Um, but I thought that was interesting. So he gets to create his own... Yes, he and and, yeah. and I don't know what his ends are or why he went this way, but we've got two more issues to go, That's episodes sweet. to go. Okay, so let's talk about the monitor. Yes. So this is the monitor, not anti-monitor. No, the anti-monitor, this is definitely the monitor. Okay. Um, just based on his, his look alone. The anti-monitor is completely different. The, the monitor himself was a good guy in Crisis. I mean, as good as you can be when you're like a universal force. Okay, okay. Um, ultimately, at the end, he became much more of a bad guy after they'd beaten the anti-monitor. He had his own agenda. Uh, but his goal is to protect the multiverse. So I'm not sure what he's doing right now. I mean, they haven't given us a lot. No, they haven't. And that's why three issues is, or three episodes, I keep doing that, three episodes almost seems like there's not enough to contain this story arc. Yeah, they, we spent a lot of time Freaky Friday in it. Yes. So that, that ate up a lot of time. And then at the very end, they figure out, well, we're going to have to go to this certain location. We're going to need to need a little help. Yes. We need to figure uh, out where this all Because Vibe got to see... A little bit of these mm. things. He he saw. Um, I, I'm just going to call him Psycho Pirate till I'm proven wrong. Psycho Pirate <laughs> um, being given the book by Monitor, and and he showed Barry and Ollie. And when he showed them, what was interesting was he wasn't just watching it. The Monitor saw them, interacted with them, talked about how they were way over their head, and that's when they saw the Wayne Tower. Yes. Which oh, that was beautiful. Just to see, uh, to, uh, we knew Gotham was coming. We knew it was here, yeah, yeah. but to see the Wayne Tower and then have them say, we have to go to Gotham City. We have to go to Gotham. Which was, and then they showed Gotham. Yes. And it was great. It was it great. It was dark. It was imposing. Uh, it, it was it was just exactly the way I would have pictured. And I think this is where we get into the best superhero of the week, uh, which is, of course, Batwoman. Batwoman. Which, oh. She was in it for like two seconds. She was was barely in it, and and it was so exciting (laughs) to see the cape, to see the hair, uh, to just... I, I, I can't wait for this one. I, I really can't wait. It, it is very interesting because the, this whole time, I mean, when they first started Arrow, mm-hmm. uh, everybody was like, well, it's basically the CW's version of Batman. You know, we stole yes. a lot from Batman to make Arrow. And now that we are actually getting to see Batman's world, yeah. uh, even though we'll probably never get to see Batman. But, mm-hmm. um, but the fact that we're going to Gotham and we see Batwoman is so incredibly great. I mean, as a, as a 12-year-old Cody, yeah. I went nuts last night. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, this opens it up, though. You never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it potentially. I mean, we could. DC doesn't seem to have a problem about having different actors, you know, from different mediums, from yeah. the screen to uh, the television set. So I've got my fingers crossed. As I was watching the episode last night, now I knew, and we've, you know, we've all been following the stuff. We've all been waiting for uh, Elseworlds to come up. We knew that it was kind of a backdoor pilot for Batwoman uh, and Ruby Rose's character of Batwoman and everything. So... We knew that, mm-hmm. but I feel like we also got a backdoor pilot for Superman. Oh, you think? Have they said anything, or no. are, we, are you jumping way into I the am, future? I am speculating like crazy. But as I was watching that whole episode yeah. and seeing Tyler's, oh, and the, Superman, with, with Lois so Lane, Lois the, Lane, and and then they they'd already talked in that episode. One of the neat things that they did was they laid the groundwork for the fact that Superman's not just sitting around not doing anything mm-hmm. while Supergirl does everything. 
Lois and him have this really short conversation about how they had been off adventuring in the stars. Lois had gotten to see the remains of Krypton, Krypton yeah. uh, and they'd, they'd done things that no other human had gotten to do. That's That would be perfect. I, I, th- I think it could work, and I, I, li- I do like him. I think he is a great Superman. I really do. I, I, I like... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, DC movies, but that's my Superman now. He he is he's good. He's my Superman. Well, and he's going to make a great bad Superman, I can tell. We've already seen the pictures of him in the black suit. Yes, we have. <sighs> okay, so let's talk about, uh, real quick, so as we go to Gotham, we get Batwoman. Yes. So maybe let's talk a little bit about Batwoman real quick. Who is Batwoman, and, and she's Batman's cousin yeah so so kane is Mm. she she's a relatively new character she's been around uh just prior to when they relaunched the new 52 and uh greg rucka was doing her with the gj jones and they had a great run she uh she's a a rich girl Mm. she's a debutante who has also she also was in the military so she's got training she doesn't have to worry about all the traveling like batman does who's come to Gotham and had to find a purpose in her life. Oh, okay. And, and, and this was it. She, uh, she, she ultimately has become a mainstay in the DC universe and they've consistently had great writers on her, revamping her, changing her and, and going forward. But if you want to check her out, if you want to know more about her, Ask your local comic shop for the Greg Rucka Batwoman. Oh, okay. that that is where you want to start. That was that was my next question to you. Where should I go to learn more about her? Because yeah, clearly, uh, the, at least this next episode that's coming up for Elseworlds. I hope Part it's going to be all about her. It's got to be about her. It, it absolutely her. has to be about her. So yes, no. Make sure you remember Greg Rucka. That's all you need. They will know what you're talking about. They'll put you in the right direction. Okay. All right. Man, that was good stuff. It is. And it, again, as we were talking about, there's so much that happened this week. Like even on this crossover episode, I love when they link these things together with Ollie talking to Iris before she knows who oh. he is. And she's talking about how Felicity called oh. to talk about what Arrow did. It was one of those great moments where you don't have to spend time on your own show. You don't have to spend any more than 30 seconds for Ollie to get this feeling of, wow, I really did abandon my friends and oh. family when i just turned myself in how how much tough love was that it, it was it was powerful it oh, was really well done like, hurt so bad when i was like yeah felicity called me and look how selfish this guy was and yeah put them all in danger and all of a sudden he's like well, that's me you're talking about you're yeah my face. really on, well done really well done oh such tough love I mean, matter of fact the entire episode a lot of people were hating on Ollie a little bit on that, you know, about about the way he does stuff and how angry he is and how dark mm-hmm. everything is, and they didn't want they didn't want uh, 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 Barry to turn into. Iris said that she goes, yes. "I don't want you to because you're embodying Arrow right now. I don't want you to hold on to that once this all gets fixed." And I don't think there's any chance of that. I don't think that, so that man has just too much fun doing what he does and wouldn't you have fun if you had the flash's powers i think that's part of the reason he has so much fun yeah because of the things he can do yeah so that's true that's very true yeah i thought that that was fantastic and it was really interesting seeing grant gustin try to battle people and punch them didn't have quite the same i don't know uh kickboxing background or whatever no not nearly not nearly you can see as he's taking swings and stuff he's really going around the world to get that punch in there you know they're not tight uh, like you normally that little uh, scene with him training was a lot of fun actually especially when he pulls his shirt up and there's all the scars yeah he's like he's like wow i've really had a rough (laughs) life haven't i and then the use of the salmon ladder ladder too was Mm -hmm. awesome it was in the the 
I forget what they call the arrow, not cave, but they, uh, wherever they, they, the underground layer for the arrow. And, uh, and, and the fact that they had the salmon ladder in there and he was using it, I was like, this is so great. Yes, so such, many a, such a wonderful episode. Such a great thing. Okay, so we have uh, episode two coming up tonight. God, I know, back to back, two, mm-hmm. two and three. And then we also have the uh, mid-season finale of uh, Legends coming up tonight. Yes, because Legends is not not participating, right? No. No, they're completely out. And I think... With so is Bla- Black Lightning. Yeah, and so is Black Lightning. Black Lightning's not in this universe, so they're not going to combine it this time. But I wonder in the future if they will. I was kind of disappointed about that. Yeah. I, I just... Because we've seen everyone else together. Not that it's not fun to do it, but I was really hoping to see him and uh, him and Thunder come over. Yeah. And, and lend a hand in these things, especially since they've never encountered a multiverse. They're so... There's so much dealing with the fact the, the things that are going on in real life, in mm. their lives, in their their the people on the, the in their neighborhoods' lives, that something like this would just be fun to see their reaction. It would. Because they have no idea it's even out there. It would indeed. What let's speculate some more. Okay. Let's look at next year's crossover. <laughs> <laughs> what what out there would God. be so huge that we have to bring in everybody, including Black Lightning and Thunder. Including all the all the Arrow team, all the Flash team, all the Legends. What would God what's with, out there? So with the Monitor uh, already being brought in, I that it's going to be rough to beat that. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be extremely rough to beat that. Now there are some uh, spacefaring things that, of course, could could do this. I mean, a Starro would be a great example. Uh, who, in in theory, when you describe it to somebody, a giant space space starfish <laughs> that puts little starfishes on people's head so that he can control them sounds ridiculous. But when executed right, it, it could be something that that could extremely uh, be extremely dangerous because he has taken over entire populations. So right. if he seeds a planet with these things. You're going to have no choice but to bring anybody else in. Uh, little known fact, uh, this year for Halloween, we did superheroes for Good Day. All of us dressed up as superheroes. Okay. I was almost I was almost uh, Superman with Starro on my face. You but should have done it. They, uh, they, uh. Everybody was like, ah, nobody gets that. And I'm like, but the four, five people that would, <laughs> would have gone crazy they, they, for it. They definitely would have. Now, what I'm really hoping with the crossover is, if the Monitor is going to be the big bad, if we're going to be doing this thing where he's uh, creating universes, destroying universes, uh, changing things, I'm hoping they don't beat him. Mm. I'm hoping what they do is maybe contain what he's done, change some things, and then continue to bring him in. Because ultimately, I'm although I'm a fan of the multiverse, I like it when people are all in the same world. And what Crisis on Infinite Earths did back in the days, it took the entire DC multiverse that had never really been done cohesively, mm-hmm. and it brought them into one world. So the Monitor is all—he's pretty much a harbinger for one world versus a multiverse. Uh-huh. So could this be the time that maybe we bring a couple people together? I don't know. Um, I, I, I would kind of like it and I would kind of not because it's kind of fun to see them go get Supergirl every time. Because they're like, we don't have anything like you here. Right, right. Let, let, let's go get Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Where are going to go with this? I have no idea. I mean, they could ultimately do the crisis. Boom, everyone wakes up. They're on the same planet. Yeah, they could, couldn't they? I mean, they could They could definitely do that, which would <gasps> what be... What if that brought all the, the the CW superhero shows together on one planet? Yeah, they could do so much with it. They would, you know, there would be so many mentions, crossovers, uh, appearances. The the baddies could start going back and forth, you know, because that's the one thing that I miss is all of these bad guys. Even though Arrow and, and Flash will show up in the same world, their baddies might go back and forth. Nobody else can. 
True. So, you know, it, it, it's those little touches that make the world just seem whole. I got to say, CW, thank you so much for doing oh, these yes. crossovers. I mean, most it, definitely. It, I, I, I know logistically it is a unbelievable nightmare uh, for what they do because you got to remember, you're doing your own show. And then you've got to release people so they can do another show, yes. but you still got to be breaking storylines. You get so so it's got to be absolutely insane. The payoff, though, but the payoff oh. is so good. It's it's so wonderful. And then the last crossover I thought was done so well, and the way we introduced you know different characters and stuff from different worlds, I thought it was so well done. I was like worried about this one. I was like, what are they going to do this time? And I'm telling you, after episode one, they've they've got me hooked. Yeah, they, they no, totally we will definitely be there tonight. Uh, in fact, like I said, even though Jen's behind, she watched the last one with me, so I think she's probably going to sit down <laughs> and at least watch these three and then go back and watch the few she it's missed. Fantastic. Okay, well, I think that's it for us. Well, yes. Oh, um, what's that? We didn't pick our, our best outfit for the... <laughs> you know, that's Tessa's gift. All right, all right, all right. I didn't actually think about it till just you, now. So, you and I really shouldn't be talking about fashion because, I mean, look at us. I mean, thank goodness people are hearing in their ears, but we're, we're both. I'm just going to go with Sherlock. Sherlock Wells every time. Uh, I loved when he was like, D would it really matter if we didn't put you two back together? And everyone's like, no, they have to go back together. <laughs> Oh, and then one last thing. Uh -huh. He gives, he, he at the end, Superman's going back to his Earth, and Wells comes up to him with a check. And oh, he's like, yes. Superman's like, I don't do this for money. I'm a, I'm a hero. And he goes, oh, no, you're misunderstanding. I have an ex-wife on Earth 38, and I'm behind on my alimony. That was so great. That was so great. Yeah, just would nonchalant. Here, Superman, yeah, just take it. Would you mind doing this? Would you, would you mind being my UPS man, Superman? Oh, so, yeah, he's so much oh, fun. Oh, that was so good. There were so many things. And the fact that the 100th episode of Flash that went back and we got to see all these characters and all these oh. things from the past and all these battles and the way that they did that. And by the way, Tom Cavanaugh directed mm -hmm. that episode. The fact that that wasn't the episode of the week is it, truly mind-boggling to me. It, it would have been if we didn't have this one. But Flash did learn because they were like, why don't we just go back and, and do all the stuff we need? And it was I think it was Nora who mm -hmm. said... Yeah. How about instead we go back and take the stuff that's not being used yeah. and then leave it till we need it so we don't screw up the timeline. And Sherlock's finally learning. Starting to figure out there's something up with Nora that nobody else knows. And we got the big uh, Wells reveal yes, at the end, we too. Did. Yes, so we did. so right. much this week. So much this week. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Ben. Uh, where can they find you at the comic book shop? Man? We are at 1120 Fulton Avenue here in Sacramento, California. Uh, but make sure you go check out the Batgirl stuff by Rucka. And if you like the multiverse, check out Elseworld because they've been using that logo on the shows mm -hmm. and there are a number of books where you can find books that range from everything from what if uh, Bruce Wayne never became Batman to what if Martian Manhunter's world never got destroyed. Uh, it's just a fun exploration of what ifs. Yeah, what ifs. Yes. Those are some of my favorite comics. Uh, yeah, they're, they're I like great. it when we break the overall story and do some what ifs. And yeah, and you just get in and out. It's yeah. not a continued story. You can just read one and you're done. Because you know my favorite comic book of all time is Red Superman. Oh, Red Sun is so good. I love it. Mark Millar. I, I think I I remember reading that the first time, and I was like, that was one of my favorite what ifs of all time. And like, I think it might. It's probably in the, my top five for 
Superman stories, period. Mm. It's it's so good. That's the Superman story I think they need to make it to a movie. I think oh, that would blow ridiculous. people's minds. We might see it in this multiverse crossover. We might. We might. Even just a glimpse. <sighs> so much good stuff. Thank you so much, Ben. I appreciate it. All right, thank it. you, sir. All right, that's it for this week of Capes. No Capes. Cool. All right, we're done. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. All right, man. Perfect.